Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. I'm back. <laughs> and I'm back. We're both back. And there's nothing together. you can fucking do to stop us <laughs> you now. You can't you, you, fucking you, stop us. Our enemies waited too fucking long. We've reunited. One to powers activated. It's too fuck. It's over. It's, it's fuck, too okay. late. It's, it's too, too late. late. Before we get more funny. Wait. Before we get yeah, more wait, funny. Yeah, wait. Okay, we gotta. Okay. Put it, oh, my mom is. Okay, one second. My mom is like through the door. <laughs> like, do a <laughs> fucking dance. <laughs> She's like out yard work and she just did a little dance <laughs> all right um, we're funny off for a second funny off for a second yes. uh so we want to do condolences to takao saito's family takao saito is best known for his work on golgo 13 which is the longest running manga don't tell him or his spirit that he refused to re- accept that he was a manga artist his entire <laughs> life he was i'm sorry sir <laughs> He's like, I'm not a manga. What did he call himself? He's not a manga artist. He always said he was, um, uh, oh God, there was like a word he used that was like a different word for being a comic artist. He's like, I don't make manga. I make X. And I forget what that is, but his last thing, not his last thing, but one of the last honors he got was in 2019. He got an, a cultural prize from like Tezuka's, uh, committee for like manga art. So like, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he did manga. He was a mangaka. What can we say? He was a mangaka. Uh, um, Golgo 13 is the longest running manga. He mm-hmm. said he wants it to keep going after he passed. He knew he was ill. He passed away from cancer, I believe. Mm. Um, he was 84. Uh, wow. But he stated he wanted them to find someone else to keep it going. It's, you know, kind of a legacy thing. I mean, having longest running anything is a huge deal, let alone manga, because manga's old as fuck. Yeah, um, those are some big shoes to fill, though. But it's nice that, like, he said, like, hey, please keep this thing going. Yeah, yeah. It is good to have that on on record, you know? Because mm-hmm. I know sometimes people don't know what to do. There's a few... You know, we also lost the mangaka for Berserk this yeah. year, and people aren't sure what to do with that. There's some talk, I think, of his one of his children finishing it from, like, the drafts that he had. Mm-hmm. Um... So it's just, it's good to know that. That, that, is, that is his wish. We don't have to be like, is this company just doing it for money? Yeah. Uh, um, and we're going to yeah, talk that, about those themes also in this episode. We so. will. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's our somber bit. Now we can be dumb again. All right. Funny back on. <laughs> Crisp. Crisp Rat Rat Mario. Mario. <laughs> Mario. I literally like lost my shit. Like we were all in the Discord, um, just like absolutely losing our minds. Just I, like it felt fake. It felt like a like some kind of like prank from the universe. But Shigeru Miyamoto comes onto the screen. I'm sure by now you've heard about this, everybody. Yeah, but it's the, been like weeks. Watch, watching it live was just like what. 
because Nintendo tried to end this this the other thing. Nintendo tried to end this event like four times. <laughs> which was we which is weird cuz it's pre-recorded. So it's where they're like and that's it and then it's like but wait. Like, <laughs> There's more. And it's like is this an infomercial? Like what's happening? If you order if you pre-order now, you'll get this bonus. Is <laughs> <Chris Pratt as> Mario. <laughs> I can't wait for Mario the movie the game with Mario voice made by Ubisoft. PS5 exclusive Mario. This is the first Mario game available on the PS5. <laughs> I don't I I I, I have I have literally I have nothing in the tank. I for, I forget sometimes that it happened, and I'll see a meme, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Chris Pratt's Mario. This is real. Is this what it felt like in the '90s to be like, What do you mean? What is it? John Leguizamo is Luigi. I I think that's wrong. <laughs> it's Luigi. <laughs> Is this what the burden of knowledge? When people say the burden of knowledge, is it this? Is this like, is this like the burden of knowledge? Because it feels like it. It feels like it. Like okay, so Charlie Day, Luigi, great. That's sure. great. I you love know, that. Sure, 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 sure. I love that. But you couldn't cast like Danny DeVito, who like has worked with Charlie Day on. Um, a little known project you might have heard of it. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I, this like, movie can't be like this movie can't be serious. I, I'm sorry. Looking at this cast, this movie in no way is trying to like play it straight. This is not a like. <laughs> this feels like a shit post. Like someone would be like, um, yeah, okay. Uh, Jack well, Black Seth- is Bowser. <laughs> Jack Black. Jack Black is Bowser. Seth um, Rogen will be Donkey Kong. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> The thing is, like, they literally didn't need, like, they're like, even, like, even though it's a Mario movie, Donkey Kong's here, and I'm like, why? And it's Seth Rogen. Why? 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 <laughs> you didn't and have to do that. Donkey Kong and Mario, their fates are intertwined since the beginning of yes. time. Like, fucking time. Absolutely. Like, but, okay, he's, Toad is also here. Peach is, um, chess lady. <laughs> I don't from know chess who, show. Oh, it's the chess lady. Chess I was like, lady. Who is? They're like, Peach. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. And I was like, sure. I really I really hope he's the angry black man translator, Keegan-Michael Key. Because that would be... Mm. <laughs> Mario, your princess is in another fucking castle. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, my God. I, I, oh, God. There was... And like, not Diddy Kong, like another Kong is here, but it's not Diddy Kong, and it's oh. like Fred Armisen. Cranky Kong, Fred Armisen is Cranky, Cranky Kong. Kong. I'm like, okay, all right, he is sure he is talented. I learned that he played the the buff tiger centaur on Centaur World, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, like well, that's the thing is like some of the people they cast, like some people they cast can't also voice act. There's a lot of backlash mm-hmm. of like. Here we go, celebrity casting for like mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. animated movie. Because I, 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 I tweeted, I was like, they know voice actors exist, right? Exist. Yeah. <laughs> I understand if you did a bunch of voice actors, you would get like blank stares from everyone, but like our Discord of voice actor nerds <laughs> of like, oh, it's that. Per-. Like, I, I get that. But yeah. Like, some, like, Jack Black has done voice acting work. 
Mm. Charlie Day has done voice acting work. Admittedly, he's usually just Charlie Day. But, like, a little screamier. Yeah. (laughs) But but he is good at it. It's like, comedians can usually make the crossover into being, like, kind of more of a legitimate voice actor. But then you have the Chris Pratt. um, Chris Pratt. (laughs) When they started with Chris Pratt as Mario, (laughs) I was like, I I really can't. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> the fact they came out of the gate with, because they had a choice, right? They could be like Mario's last or Mario's first, and they came out of the gate and they're like Chris Pratt Mario, and I was like, "Oh my!" I, I don't think I laughed. I think I like froze. <laughs> it was just like I, I was I, like I lost my shit. I was sitting in a chair, and then I even heard my where brother were you who when like you heard about Chris Pratt. Yeah. I was sitting in my chair. I was like at my laptop. I was like working on my posture because that's my personality right now. And I was just like fucking lost it. And I heard my brother across the hallway who never leaves his room just fucking lose it also at the same time. And I was just like, this is, oh my God. There's, there's one moment in history where we know everyone was laughing and it's Chris Pratt Mario. <laughs> For one beautiful, glorious moment, everyone we're, we're lost their shit. They can't have thought it would go over well, right? I don't know. Like, do they like not no, know that they we can't all have known it was going to go over well? Like, this isn't 2014, the Lego Movie, where we're still like kind of like okay with Chris Pratt. Like, you know, like this is he's not just Community Guy any or fucking uh, <laughs> Parks wow. and Rec Andy, Parks and Rec's guy, wholesome Parks and Rec Andy. This is. A shitty MAGA anti-abortion cult church Chris Pratt (laughs) that we all know and hate and despise. And it's like, how did they? There's so many other people. So many. Listen, you want to, there's so many fucking Chris's. You want a Chris? There are so many Chris's. There's an array of Chris's. Like you could have done Chris Pine. Also can't voice Ackworth shit. But people would have been like, oh, he's hot. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, at least he's hot. And you could have done like Chris Evans. I don't think I don't think he'd want a voice act, but he want to be Steve he... Rogers either. But <laughs> I don't think he can. I think like if they like no, put Chris, not, hey, Chris Evans. Up. Hey, listen, yes. Chris Pratt also can. Someone was like, I liked him in Lego Movie. I was like, I want you to really listen to. I want you to really listen to Lego Movie and explain to me how it's not just Chris Pratt talking into a microphone. At least like the Chris Pratt has an energy to him. Chris Evans has no energy. He's like an anxious buff chihuahua. Yeah, he has like <laughs> I, think people, I think people that haven't seen him outside of Steve Rogers Street, like Chris Evans typecast before was asshole because you don't need energy for that. You just have to be standoffish. Yeah, he's got that swarmy little smile of his. You put him in a stupid little sweater and his little muscles bulge out, and that's it. That's what like you get from him. He looks like a jerk. I wouldn't want to talk to him. And it's like, if you listen to his voice, there's nothing there. I mean, at least the Chris Pratt has an energy to him, but he still just is himself. Like, I am not ready for the Chris Pratt. No, no, this is, this is a lot. This is a lot. Also, they're like, illumination, you know, minions. And I was like, that's not the way to sell me on this movie, bro. You. And Illumination can animate, but it can, it's just, but please don't bring up Minions. <laughs> it just boggles me what they choose to animate and how they choose. They created the Minion, they mm. destroyed everything, mm. and now they're like, okay, 
now we're going to put our little grubby animator hands all over the Mario universe. Like, so yeah. Toad's going to be, oh no, Toad is going to be like the minion of this Toad series. Toad is going to be minion because there's, oh. many, there's many Toads. It's going to be minions, but Toad. Mm, it's going to be like the Lorax where they had like all of the animals just be like the minions. Yes. I hate that in this the year of our we- Lord, 2021, I have referenced the Lorax, but this is also not the first time I've referenced the Lorax. I literally referenced the Lorax yesterday when I watched the My Little Pony movie, and I was like, fucking this villain song is reminds me of the Onesler, and I hate that. I... <laughs> We live in a world now where Chris Pratt's gonna the thing and the thing that really got me. The thing that really got me, Brenda. Yes. Yes. Is they're like, also Charles Monette's in it, don't worry about it. Have a good day. Like I'm 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 sorry. Who is he? he? Who's he playing? He's gonna be like old man Mario. He's gonna be like a new character named the jump man. <laughs> He's gonna be first Mario. Oh my fuck. No. Are we gonna get coming of age Mario? Oh, like Teen Mario, just like, I gotta jump on that Goomba. I gotta race out that door. (laughs) Coming of age, finding yourself Mario (laughs) bullshit, where he's like, I'm, he's not Mario. Like, technically, he's not Mario Mario. He's like, Mario is like, are we gonna get some bullshit like that? I've never seen what lies out of the Mushroom Kingdom. I've never left this place. Like this, this movie. I, I don't. I'm trying to fathom a world where yes. Chris Pratt is Mario and Jack Black is Bowser. Because Jack Black yes. is but like this Bowser isn't going to be like scary. No, this Bowser is going to be like a dad and incompetent. Yes, Daddy Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, listen, if we're gonna have Chris Pratt, that's Nintendo. Nintendo played their one card. Like, if Chris Pratt's gotta be Mario Illumination Studios, you gotta give us something else. Listen, yeah. people are not gonna see this movie. What are we? What? What can we give the people to get them in here? What can we do? They see like an internet post about like Jack Black, and they're like, Eureka! There are so many posts I saw. They were like, Jack Black should be Mario from like 2014. People dug up. Hmm. Oh my! I oh my god! I, I I I can't I can't fathom what this movie will look like, what it'll be about. What mm-hmm. I can't I don't know if I want to. And now I'm worried every time I watch a direct, they're gonna spring Mario movie news on me. I didn't yeah. come there for that. Yeah, I mean, is 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 Waluigi gonna be in it? Am oh I gonna god. see see Waluigi, my husband? <laughs> Fucking Michael Sarah is gonna be Waluigi. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> oh god. The oh god, what's his I forget his name. The guy who just played the Green Knight will be Wario. <laughs> Dev Patel. Dev Patel Wario. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, well, okay. That's the Mario movie. <laughs> I promise I'm not done. <laughs> I know we could. Yeah. Okay. Ayatsi's going on strike. <laughs> this Who's is that? gonna. This is gonna be pretty brief. Damn it! I did not look up the what the abbreviation for Ayatsi is. Get the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, and this includes television and movies as well. Mm. Ayatsi's going on strike for the first time because um, movie people don't want to pay 
the people behind the scenes. Specifically, streaming companies don't want to pay the people behind the scenes. Netflix, Apple Plus asked for like discounts on labor because they have less subscribers. Yeah, like let's ignore the (laughs) discounts. I'm I'm sorry, I don't, I don't. (laughs) This isn't. This isn't fucking dress barn, homie. You're not no. at Joanne Fabrics on Black Friday. What are you wh- what are you talking about? This is compensating your employees. When you pay actors like millions of dollars to be in your movie, you pay a PA like $15 an hour or like in a state where minimum wage is lower, i.e. Georgia, where a lot of movies are currently being filmed, you can pay them just what minimum wage is. And a PA does everything. Let me tell you. They go get the coffee. They, like, run around. They, like, any little stupid whim you have, people make PAs do. Like, they work so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's literally an epidemic of, like, PAs or, like, other, like, like painters or set builders or anything, like, going home after working insane hours and getting in accidents on the road. It is a literal epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, very serious stuff. But... You know, even for like higher ups, like my dad has worked on Netflix and streaming projects and he won't do it again because of the way that he as like even a higher up like um, carpenter with like mm, 30, 40. I don't know how old he is. Decades of experience. <laughs> unknowable. I know. He's just unknowable. Uh, decades and decades of experience. You know, um, he worked on a show that after every episode, they would lay everyone off and then hire everyone back in. So you had no job security. Mm-hmm. Um, you had no guaranteed breaks. You had no guaranteed, um, like, paid overtime. So mm-hmm. IATSE's going on strike. Um, if you're in this industry and you have a chance to, like, sign the piece of paper, like you're a member of IATSE and you have a chance to sign the piece of paper that says, yes, go on strike, do it. I, I'm, I can't get past, like, we should get a discount for hiring you because... Yeah. We can't convince people to subscribe to our service. And that sounds like a fucking personal problem. Honestly, it's like, well, maybe Apple Plus, you should have like, um, I don't know, good things. Like maybe (laughs) Apple Plus, this is just an oversaturated market. And I'm going to go with Netflix because they have nice, fun cartoons. And uh, you've got what? Like a show with Jennifer Aniston as a weather lady? Yeah, I I don't know. Apple Plus is going to get that uh, Macbeth with Denzel Washington in it. And that'll get me. But okay. I'm pretty sure I still have, like, a free Apple... Pl- like, whenever you buy, like, an Apple phone... An you Apple get, product, yeah. You get, like, an Apple Plus, like, trial, and I just never activated mine, so, like, dunk on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I only activated mine so I could watch Charlie Brown Christmas on my big TV without having to get out the DVD player. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, I can't... That just sounds so buck wild. Like, I, I guess it kind of ties into uh, the ScarJo news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney settled with Scarlett Johansson. Real, um, hey, real <laughs> fucking quick. I don't know if oh, people yeah. have conceptualized, like, this started up when Black Widow was released in July? Yeah. So Black Widow came out in July. In between July and today, as we're talking, in, in October 1st, mm-hmm. um, they settled. That is very quick. <laughs> yes. They were like, we gotta get this taken care of. Not only did they get it taken care of, they got it taken care of. The news was, I didn't see it um, trend or come through as like a big headline or anything in like Google searches. It was like, Mm -hmm. it came out, the article was released 12 hours from when I sent it to you. So that's at like two in the morning, like randomly at two in the morning, the article came out Um, and they got her talking all nice. And I'm like, hey, Scarjo, I don't really like you, but what did they do? 
Blink. What did they blink if you're okay? <laughs> if you're okay. What did they do to you, Scarlet? What, did, what like, do they have on her? Because she's like, she's in the, she's in this, she's got statements like, I'm so glad we reached an agreement. I love working with them. I can't work to work with them again. I look forward to our future collaborations. They've been so great about this. And I'm like, sweetie, honey. honey they came out of the gate on this like she's fucking selfish and stupid we already gave her 20 million dollars she should shut up what are you what are you talking we all know you're like you were fed this line yeah it's like ma'am excuse me (laughs) so we don't know what the settlement was we don't know what it entails um both sides talked about looking forward to collaborating in the future so i don't know if the part of the settlement was like her coming back to like another movie or whatever um People are like, but she died, and I'm like, oh, so you've never read a comic. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the run of uh, so the Chris Samney, um, who's the other person, on, who's the writer on that book? I don't know. The, oh. the the run on Black Widow that, in which Chris Samney was the artist literally involves like a clone coming back. It's it's already set up. Listen, All of the characters, yeah, who please, have disappeared, I, it's set up. Steve I Rogers... <laughs> Gets old in the comics for a while and then gets young again. Just it's happens. all already. Just, just like he meet, he meets a living Infinity Stone who de-ages him. Did that whole thing? <laughs> it was like, so I don't, weird. I, Carnage is a good guy for a hot second. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I really, um, I'm not on the like you should read comics train, uh, but I will say like if you, if the thought of a dead person coming back to life and a fictional thing confuses you. You should read like a few comics because it is way more common than you think. There's a there's a in one of the spite in the Dan Slot Spider-Man run, J. Jonah Jameson's wife dies, and Peter has like a fever dream about it because he it's like he failed to save her, mm-hmm. and he has like a fever dream about meeting her in the afterlife, and he he talks about how like well everyone he's like people always come back from this kind of thing around here, yeah, um, just like very flippantly like just like he like <laughs> says that to this like fever dream ghost, and I'm like. In the reality he lives in, a lot of people around him have quote-unquote died, so I can't fault him for thinking it's not permanent. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Wolverine's died like three times, it's fine, like, it's certainly this also happens to civilians as well. It doesn't. No, she was like, no. But he's, Peter, I mean, I'm really was, fucking dead. I'm like super dead Peter. He's like, Logan was like king of hell for like four years until they needed to sell books again and brought him back. <laughs> That's a wild thing. God, comics yeah. are so fucking weird. Yeah, it's like, hey, everyone, wait until Robert Downey Jr. has a cameo in the Ironheart series. Yeah, just, just fucking wait. Just, just buckle, wait. buckle up. Especially uh, bringing in Kang and multiverse stuff. And if anyone's watching What If, like with what happened on What If Marvel, like they're about to get... I, I am curious to see if they have enough buy-in from like normies to believe the bullshit they're about to start pulling in with comic movies from now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, is this gonna lose? I mean, my mom was like, I didn't think she was gonna be chill with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's her favorite. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe everyone's ready for this. Maybe everyone's ready for this, like, phase, what are we in, phase four? Phase yeah. two? I don't fucking know. Maybe everyone's just ready for, like, how absolutely bananas um, the Marvel Universe is gonna get. It's now. about with that fucking Doctor Strange multiverse and Ant Man multiverse it's about to be stupid. God, I can't wait for Ant Man three. It's gonna be so I can't I can't trust and Spider Man things a multiverse thing too. Yeah, what? Like, listen, oh my guys. God. 
I really, I really hope you're ready to you see ready? like a bunch of shit that you're like, but how? And you, I, I'm gonna look at you, whoever you are, you dear listener, will be at my house watching the movie <laughs> safely in the in my home, and you'll say, but how? And I look you in the eye and be like, you gotta just like shrug and keep watching. Us. Yeah, <laughs> you Don't gotta. Worry the about second it. you question it, it stops being fun. I stopped questioning comics a long time ago. I'm just like, Sh- yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Jean Grey is back from the dead <laughs> again. Um, yeah. E- even though last time they're like, the, her, her, the island brought back the mutants. Okay. All right. How does the There's island a- bring them back? <laughs> Listen, bud, you got to just say the island brings back the mutants and shake your head. Yes. And just be like, okay, yeah. Like the whole thing with reading like comics, like American comics is like, Someone says something, and you just go with it. Just go. You don't need to know why. They're not going to tell you shit. That's no. it. <laughs> you think you're going to turn the page and get, a, get an expulsion of information, and what no. you're going to see is a new panel about something completely different. You're either going to get too much information about why something works, or no one's going to explain oh, anything, God, and you just... <sighs> Listen, there's a certain someone you just gotta roll with from it. a certain shop... Forget super cool logic and reason and, and just go wow with that it. was that was a red flag for me <laughs> i was like this is cool to you this is awful i don't like it but anyway, that's comics that's and comics. we read them or i used to i don't think i've read an american comic in like a year i'm trying to think i've been reading static so. oh okay so the only american com oh static yeah i haven't read that yet but i'm gonna but i've been reading the dc um young adult graphic novels like so like the teen ones those are super cool yeah like on my other podcast fictionality and nerdy podcast for things that are good we talked about nubia the real one which is oh, like so cool oh my god it's really good like i'm like this i wish all like um, single issue american comics were like had this feel this is this mm. is great i want more of this yeah but i'm glad that they are like really pushing out graphic novels that are like different because that's what people are going to read and like unfortunately we're in the the death stages of the single issue comic it's it's coming i'm i'm preparing mm -hmm. myself for the fact that i will not get to do that anymore that's okay because i've only been reading manga recently and those already just come out in graphic novels here so yeah all right where are we going um where are we going well okay so last week i'm editing the podcast that you did with uh, our friends at Femsplained, mm-hmm. and um, which was on Labyrinth, um, it the was. movie. Yeah, it was definitely a never... Labyrinth, and not David Bowie's dick. It's all I knew. I knew it. I was like, it's just gonna. You're all gonna talk about David Bowie's um, a- assets. Say, say it. Say it. <laughs> His big old dick that you can just see <laughs> through the whole movie. <laughs> And I also had not seen this movie as a child, so like seeing it as an adult, I was like, "Oh my god!" That's how I felt. I was like, "Yeah, hey, so the Goblin King wants to fuck the sixteen-year-old?" Question mark. We don't know what he wants. He's an he's a he's a being of chaos, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway, you're you're editing. Anyway. This is not about David Bowie. This is about a statement that's made in the middle of the podcast in which y'all start disparaging upon Muppet Vision 3D. I, I, listen, 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 
I would not say I was disparaging on it. I simply said it does not count as a feature film, even though it was listed as a feature film under his accomplishments. <laughs> I yes. need it on record. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's only 15 minutes of straight up footage. But what you have with Muppet Vision 3D is like an immersive experience, immersive Muppet experience. Mm. So it counts. Maybe it's not a theatrical film, but it counts. Anyway, I'm doing Muppet Vision 3D and also by association, the uh, Disney um, Muppet merger <laughs> and all the shit that happened with that. Hell yeah. Okay, so Muppet Vision 3D, for those of you who don't know, it's also confusingly known sometimes as Muppet Vision 4D because it technically is a 4D experience. But it is an attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios, formerly Disney's MGM Studios, um, directed by Jim Henson and written by Bill Prady, who is the writer for, like, pretty much every sitcom in existence Mm -hmm. at this point. But before that, he got to start writing for Fraggle Rock. So he does know Muppets. Um, Mm -hmm. This is an attraction, a show, if you will, that Mm -hmm. mixes recorded footage, 3D effects, animatronics, in-theater effects like smoke and bubbles, and a full-costumed performer, as well as an immersive pre-show area. Um, It was one of the last projects worked on by Jim Henson before his passing um, in uh, on May 16th mm-hmm. of 1990. So it's significant in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it is an attraction that I really like because before Star Wars Land opened at MGM Studios, which is still what I call that park because I'm a creature of habit, um, <laughs> there was nothing I still to call do it there. Combo. Same. I'm like, I know I should call it TCF, but also TCF maybe doesn't exist anymore. So is oh. it Huntington Hall now? I'm be real. I know it's called TCF. I never learned a new name. I only know it because I was like, what bank is this? And then I learned that... TCF and Huntington are also merging in some capacity. So Huntington just continues. To, it's a bank, everyone. If you don't know, if you don't live in America and you don't know what Huntington is, it's a local bank. It is not it a absorbs, It absorbs banks. It just, <laughs> it just eats banks. It ate my bank. And that's why I bank with Huntington, because it ate my bank. <laughs> <laughs> After another bank ate my original bank. And that's how I ended up with Huntington. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing a very chaotic energy to the table today. Because we're back, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy, too. This is... I missed this. Um, for those of you who don't know, I had surgery. Um, so I was, like, just laying in bed for, like, three weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm back. I'm so glad I'm back. you're back. I'm so glad I'm back. Uh, yeah. I was out for undisclosed reasons, and people who know me know why. And if you don't, remember, you're not... Listen, I love you, listener. We're not real friends. <laughs> I don't have to tell you what I'm up to. But Austin's very busy now, so. Yeah, but I will never not do this unless we can't for some reason. I, I, hey, hey, Brenda, come here. Yes, yes, I'm coming. I'm, yes, yes. I love you. You're beautiful and radiant like I'll, the sun. I love you, too. You're one of the greatest forces of uh, love and friendship in my life. <laughs> tell I me, hope my mic. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about MGM. Yes. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to continue. So, (laughs) (laughs) in August of 1989, Michael Eisner, who we've talked about on a previous episode, remember, this is the man who wanted to create the giant Mickey Mouse Hotel in which- I'm so mad I don't have that. (laughs) 
I know. <laughs> I, I how dare they say, keep it? How dare I have Chris Pratt Mario <laughs> in a world I don't have Mickey Mouse shaped hotel? Exactly. In August of 1989, Michael Eisner, who was the current CEO of Disney, and Jim Henson, who um, I don't know if you know this, he uh, created the Jim Henson Company and the Muppets and was the puppeteer for Kermit the Frog. So it was his hand up the frog's ass up until 1990. So, so that was. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you good? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm sorry, I just, I missed it because I was reading something that doesn't make sense. Oh, you, you will, um... <laughs> this, you, thing is, you, I'm, this is, hey, I'm, I'm also chaotic. Someone's like, you know what I want to see is an, it's like an adaption of this, of a, like a, a book game called, uh, How You Lose, How You Lose the Time War. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone's like, I want to see an adaption of this made by Satoshi Kone. Satoshi Kone is dead. Oh, <laughs> and I'm going back and forth and if they're like, this is a dream casting or letting them know that Satoshi Kone is not alive and has it's not like been alive for a long time. A very long. It could just be like a dream casting or I'm going to move on and pay attention to this podcast now. Yeah, I had I'm a really so good um, crude zinger in there that you're going to have to listen back to get to catch because I'm not saying it again. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Sometimes All right. They announced show. It's okay. We're both... I, I know I have ADHD, and I don't know about you, Austin, but we both do multiple things at multiple times. Oh, yeah. Um, like, that, <laughs> like that one week I was watching Mortal Kombat and Detective Pikachu at the same time. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, when we did Mortal Kombat... I don't think or, I knew this. Oh, I, I think I mentioned it in the episode, but also I immediately forget what we say in these episodes. Uh, so, like, someone's like, oh, that joke, and I'm like, hey, you're going to have to be like... You're going to have to give me a quote of what I said. Did I say something? Yes. Was it are, was it bad or funny? <laughs> and I even like edit them. And yet still, I like when I have to at the end write the description of the episode, I've just already forgotten the whole episode. And that's why our descriptions are so sparse, because I forget <laughs> immediately unless I take a note. And I don't remember to take a note because I have ADHD. But anyway, um, yeah, I was watching um mortal Kombat, and then i also simultaneously had detective pikachu playing sound off on the television so like i would watch mortal Kombat, and then i would like look at detective pikachu then i would watch mortal Kombat, and then i look at detective pikachu but anyway i'm gonna begin i swear to god um jim henson and michael eisner announced that they are going to that disney is going to be acquiring the jim the entirety of the jim henson company which is for a lot wild for a reported 150 million dollars um so at this point this would have included the muppets dark crystal labyrinth fraggle rock everything that jim henson has ever done their whole company mm-hmm. um henson was a major supporter of this deal he wanted this like this he had like a clause in the contract that would keep him included with the franchises for 15 years and he was just like it was a done deal. This mm. deal was going to happen. The Muppets were going to be a Disney thing. Everyone was going to be a Disney thing. He had, like, protections in place for, like, the Sesame Street characters to continue acting on their own. Mm. Um, 
this is something that he wanted to happen. And a lot of like the other people at Jim Henson like wanted this to happen as well. Um, with the inevitability of this deal going through, um, Disney like started to find, like try to find ways to incorporate the Muppets. So like the deal is not in like set in stone yet. Disney really doesn't have the rights to be doing this, but because Jim Henson is like so on board, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, just go forward and get this stuff rolling. So when we do finalize this deal, um, we're ready to just mm-hmm. keep going because we mm-hmm. don't want to lose the momentum mm-hmm. of the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like in the late 80s at this point. The Muppets are still like more popular than they are now, but they're definitely not as popular as they were when the Muppet show was running or when mm-hmm. like the first couple Muppet movies came out. So mm-hmm. he kind of sees like the writing on the wall. Labyrinth didn't do too good. Ooh, Dark boy. Crystal didn't do <laughs> too good. <laughs> he, he wants to continue to be experimental, but he wants a little more security and Disney is the thing that would give him that security. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> But I think it's Dis- so. This yeah, is just my. Ahead. I always think it's interesting because Jim Henson like made the Muppets, and it, it's like a kids thing. It took off of kids. I don't think he Did- really wanted to be like a kids guy. The Muppets wasn't even originally a kids thing. Oh um, no, no, the Muppets they were really intended for everyone. And at their very first, do you want to know what the first thing the, the Muppets showed up in sure. was? It was a program called Sex and Violence that Jim Henson <laughs> put together. <laughs> And it was definitely, like, a lot more adult. He never really saw these characters as characters for kids. Yeah, um, he's, like a, he's, like, he's, like, a weird experimental artist. Very much so. Like, like you he's know, not, he, like, I want to make stuff for kids. And Disney's, like, mm-hmm. kids like Muppets. And you go, so I don't know what to tell you. He did, like, you know, the Muppet show kind of, like, towed the line of, like, something that, like, the whole family could watch. Yeah. But, like... They always kind of, the Muppets have an edge to them that's, like, not necessarily for children. Mm-hmm. The Sesame Street characters, those are for children. Yes. The Fraggle Rock characters, those were for children. But he also did, like, a lot of experimental stuff that, like, wasn't necessarily for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, Dark Crystal, like, <laughs> maybe maybe it wasn't for kids. I mean, I know, like, last week y- y'all said that um, maybe it wasn't intended to be as scary as it was initially, but yeah. that's what we got. And then um, Labyrinth, uh, David Bowie's crotch like you can't <laughs> you can't kid that and like it, that's the weird thing is like the flavors they were like we're gonna market it to kids but then they cast david bowie who was like one of the five sex icons of like the 70s and 80s yeah they were like it's it was like between like david bowie prince and like sting and michael jackson i was like all of those people say like fuck like all of those people like to adults at the time grew up with them was like but they like fuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like they weren't like necessarily like any of them weren't necessarily like kids idols, but kids still would recognize them and yes. like them too. So it's kind of what happened with the Muppets. They were like Muppets could be something consumed by kids, but they mm-hmm. weren't necessarily for kids. They were really for everybody. But in their earliest incarnation, they were definitely very adult. <laughs> so he's like, let's get this Muppet money. Yeah. He's like, I need a little more security. I want to like have have like financial security going forward for like my family for like my company so i can continue to make like creative things but also like not have to like worry about like um losing everything so mm-hmm. um disney gets to work on with the jim henson company on a what would be their first 40 feature mm-hmm. um Muppet vision before they'd made like a couple disney had made a couple 3d films mm-hmm. the first one was magic journeys um which was like kind of like a Magic Journeys is very weird. Like, mm-hmm. just look up, like, Magic Journeys song, and that gives you the vibe of what Magic Journey was. And the other mm-hmm. one was Captain EO starring uh, Michael Jackson. Um, yeah. 
So I love Captain EO, by the way. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so they get to work on this. It's going to be like cutting edge, like have like special effects, like animatronics integrated into this like 3D show. It's going to have like cutting edge computer graphics. And the way these computer graphics were done was like so wild. It was mm. like puppetry computer graphics. Oh. And like we don't even really see that these days at all. But literally it was like a rig like with a puppet head and like all of these sensors Mm -hmm. so like a muppeteer which is like the the term for like a A jim henson puppeteer yeah Yeah, like a muppeteer would have like this glove on and be able to in real time control this computer character to get the expressions and like the um the vibe of Mm -hmm. a muppet while still like keeping their job around (laughs) (laughs) so they they, like, got to work on this. Um, the final product ended up being, like, a 15-minute show that would mm-hmm. run on a loop. Mm-hmm. And this show runs on a loop, like, every 20 minutes, regardless if anyone is in the theater. So, like, if no one lines up to go see um, Muppet Vision, it everything still goes forward. That's haunting. <laughs> I know. I can't and, imagine like, working. For, I'm, I can't imagine, like, working oh. there. And you walk in, like... It's just, like, everything's going, like, people, like, that is, someone has, like, a home video they took when they used to work there, and it's terrifying, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You gotta take into consideration that there is also, like, a live costume character that runs across the stage um, do they do, as part of this show. Do they, do they do that still? Do they? They still do that. So, <laughs> oh, I'll get to no! that in just a second. Now I'm gonna stop and just go through, like, what the plot of this show is um so you go into like this pre-show area you go down this hallway that usually has a lot of like outdated advertisements for like different muppet related things so like i was there in 2014 and they were still advertising the um the muppet movie from 2011 (laughs) so oh no yeah they never update i don't know if they've changed this but they never update anything in mgm studios it's like there's so many weird relics from the past like you would go to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids um, play area, mm-hmm. which is gone now. But for, you know, up until, like, after 2009, they would still they still had a sign up for the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids no. television show that had been off of the air for a decade at that point. Oh like, God. that's what MGM Studios was, is like to me forever. That's my impression of it. So you go down this hallway and then you enter this pre-show area that has all of these television screens like up everywhere. And this whole room is like very chaotic. There's like Muppet props everywhere. There's like just stuff everywhere. And then there's like these pre-show television sets and they do a little thing about like, oh, the show's going to be starting soon. Don't worry about it. It's going to be starting. And like the Muppets dance through these different screens, which was like pretty monumental at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that whole thing, you go into this theater, and the whole show is about Kermit, and the rest of the Muppets are going to be showing you the tour of, like, their new Muppet studios and, like, Muppet labs and, like, go through, like, what everyone is currently working on behind the scenes mm-hmm. of the Muppet show. They go on this tour. You go into Muppet labs and talk to, like, uh, Beaker and um, Bunsen Honeydew, and they show you this new character called Wallow C. Graphic, which is a CGI character who's puppeteered in that way that I was talking about previously. And um, Wallow gets loose and just absolutely wreaks 
havoc on the entirety of Muppet Studios. Also, while this is happening, Bean the Bunny is having like a crisis Mm -hmm. about being relevant and appreciated. So Mm -hmm. by the end of this show, um, which culminates in a sequence called um, A Tribute to All Nations of the World, but Mostly America. (laughs) (laughs) A Tribute to All Nations of the America World. So funny because it's like Sam the Eagle's like putting on this big like fireworks display and he like pops out at the end. And he's just like, hey, Kermit, can I still do my thing? And Kermit's just uh, or like Sam's like, um, hey, Kermit, do I still have time to do the three hour um, tribute to America to, to tribute to all nations of the world, but mostly America? And Kermit's just like, you have you have two minutes. <laughs> like, And then he's just like, ah, so it's like this like all of these like little dolls like in America clothes and like all this like music and there's just fireworks going off mm-hmm. and like there's just all these explosions all over the theater and it's just very chaotic and there's just like this little blip of like a <laughs> one little blip of like characters that are like from other countries and then it just goes back to America <laughs> and it's just so funny <laughs> anyway by the time this all ends mm-hmm. the whole theater is just like in shambles and they use like scrim effects to make it look like the theater you're sitting in is in shambles mm-hmm. and and that's it. You um you walk out of the thing and you're back at MGM Studios. <laughs> wow. And that's it. That's Muppet Vision 3D. Okay, wait. So, wait. But this vid- this movie's, like, outdated now from what they're working on, quote-unquote, correct? Oh, 100%. There's, like, a shot at the very end of the show. My mom's fucking dancing through the window again. There's a shot at the end of the show where... It's trying to imply that, like, a hole was blown in the side of the theater so you can see outside into the park. Okay, but um, it's wrong. because it's, it's wrong it's now. It's different. There used to be this fire truck that was sitting there that isn't there anymore. So <laughs> in the show, you see the fire it? truck. You see outdated Mickey balloons. You see, like, all of the oh stuff that just... Uh, the fount- the Miss Piggy fountain <laughs> out in the courtyard still has water in it. It's currently full of plants because of the there's a water shortage in Florida, so they just fill it in with plants. This happens in most fountains around Disney World are now filled with plants. But anyway, so it ju- it's not right anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> That's like bizarro... Twi- that's like some Twilight Zone shit. Truly. Uh, like, so, like, imagine you're a kid who has never seen this version of the park, and you see this, and you're just like, is this what this used to look like? And then there's me, who remembers this version of the park, and is like, yeah, I wish it was still like that. I feel um, like I would be like, I think as a kid, I would go outside and be like, wait, that's not what it looked like. I think I would have some sort of, like, I don't know, like, the <laughs> meme where Mr. Krabs is sitting there and everything's moving really fast. I'd feel like that. Yeah. Um, and I think, it like, the whole joke of, like... Or the experience of like, oh, we've busted through the wall doesn't work anymore because that's not, it doesn't look like that. Um, That whole thing just doesn't work anymore. And the show's never been updated. The only update that's happened to the show is in the pre-show area where they um, added the character Constantine briefly to advertise um, Muppets Most Wanted, which is the second Disney big Disney Muppet movie that they released. Um, but that was removed. And then they, they digitized everything at some point and replaced the CRT screens with flat screens. But other than that, it has remained completely unchanged for 30 years. Do we think it's like a contract <laughs> thing? No, we'll get into like kind of what happened and okay. why I'm worried about this ride. Um, so that's the ride itself. It's kind of like tucked away at the very back of MGM Studios. So it's very close to where Star Wars Land is right now, which previously um, Star Wars Land sits on where the um, tram tour used to be. Mm. 
So, like, Muppet Vision was the furthest point in the back of the park that you could walk to. And um, it's in this little enclosed space that's kind of themed to New York-ish. And it was originally intended to be, like, this entire Muppet-themed area of the park. Mm. So when Jim was still alive and they were developing this and incorporating this, the intent was that there would be Muppet Vision. There would be a ride back there Mm. um, called... uh, (laughs) The Great Muppet Movie Ride. I'm sorry. I just, you said Muppet Vision. My head was like, like Star Wars Visions. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like Star Wars Vision. You must use the force, Miss Piggy. (laughs) I can't do any Muppet voices. What does does Miss Piggy sound like? She's just like, Ugh. Yeah, Miss Piggy is like offense. Sounds like an offensive woman. It sounds like oh. what, it sounds like what a man would make a quote unquote annoying lady sounds like. Oh, it's unfortunately that's very true. There's a quote from Frank Oz about that that I'm not gonna say. Got it. But one. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it was intended, to, which is unfortunate. But the '70s. What can I say? Anyway. <laughs> Um, so they intended to have Muppet Vision back there. They intended to have the Great Muppet Movie Ride, which, weirdly enough, was a parody of another ride in the park. So you had the Great Movie Ride at the front of MGM Studios, which was a very serious trip through move- all these that different like, movie sets. Like Alien and stuff was on that. Yeah, so Alien was there. Wizard of Oz was in there. Yeah, it was pretty cool because it was immersive. Because they me. It was very scary because, like, uh, you're just at a Disney park and a fucking xenomorph pops out of the ceiling yeah, it like, it like and comes scares out you. It's like, yeah, it's and, scary. And it's, they, like, peek someone where they stop the tram for it to, like, jump at that person. It was me. Yes. And I don't know if they thought it'd be funny because I was, like, a kid, but I was, like, afraid. And then my ride had, at some point, a mobster killed our driver and they took over. Yes, that was part of just part of the ride every time is that the person piloting the actual live cast member that piloted your your ride vehicle would quote unquote die and a mobster jumps on the car and then drives your car into the next scene. Yeah, they like they like mobster and they like shoot their gun a lot and it's it's stressful. It's very stressful for kids because you're like, this is all real. Like every mm-hmm. everything all the time to if you don't if you've never worked with kids or don't remember being a kid. I gotta stress to you the importance of like not messing with kids because everything to kids is real all the time. Yeah, I feel like that ride kind of sums up like Michael Eisner's approach to the park. Um, <laughs> Chaos. Absolutely. This is the man who was like, "Yeah, alien counter. This is a great idea." Because he was like, "I want my teenage son to like what I do," and he currently thinks my job is stupid. So I'm going to put scary ride in the park so my son respects me. Michael Eisner <laughs> like, is the biggest villain Disney ever had against itself. <laughs> but the weird thing is, he also did like a lot of good shit too. I that's that's I'm, what chaos gets you. I know, like, it started out, he was just like, I'm gonna, like, save this entire company, and then later, when he didn't have anyone to tell him no, he was like, I am going to ruin everything. <laughs> God, that was a good episode. Any, Anyway, we're talking about Muppets. Yeah. The Muppets. So they were gonna have, like, a Muppet version of the Great Movie Ride, in which they were, like, movie parodies, but, like, in a Muppet way. Very kind of, like, in a Muppet Babies way, because Muppet mm. Babies was always, like movie parody funny kind of sort of thing mm-hmm. so like in that vein and then there's also going to be a pizza parlor back there called great gonzo's pandemonium pizza parlor um where animatronic rats on a track delivered you your pizza 
we are dangerously close to Chuck E. Cheese right now. I know. <laughs> we are so th- rapidly approaching Chuck E. Cheese coming up in this podcast. Really, I'm going to try not to mention Charles and Entertainment Cheese and instead concentrate on Rizzo the Rat. They definitely <laughs> wanted little tiny rats on an animatronic tr- track to bring you your pizza. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then lastly, a stage show, which isn't quite as exciting. But um, there was also like a planned Disneyland celebration that involved the Muppets as well. So the premise was the president at the time of like the parks at the time was like, hey, doing little celebrations mm-hmm. is a great way to get people to come visit the park. So we're going to do like year long celebrations to kind of drum up attention mm. to the parks, mm. which is something Disney does like constantly now. So this worked out very well. But one of the ideas this guy had was that after the 35th anniversary of Disneyland, they were like, we are going to do this thing where Minnie and Mickey go on vacation. So they're just not around the park for a whole year. The Muppets are going to be in the park and they're going to have a takeover of Disneyland. So they were like, we're going to have this year long celebration. Mickey and Minnie are on vacation. The Muppets are wreaking havoc. They're going to like tear out the Mickey flower arrangement at the front of, um, <laughs> at the front of the park and going to put it in a Kermit flower arrangement. They're going to, um, tear out, uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. We're going to put Muppet vision 3d there. Cause Muppet Vision 3D is not at the California parks. Um, we're going to, um, what else did they do? We're going to paint the Matterhorn green. <laughs> this, I mean, like, I won't lie. If I was like, I'm a, like, I couldn't choose where to go as a kid. But if they did this, like, now, I'd be like, I mean, if I, and if it was safe to go, like, I'd be like, I mean, I kind of want to see it. I get like, you know, that is, that is yeah. enticing. That's not, they're not wrong. Especially, like, at Disneyland, which has, like, a lot of local guests going to right. it. This It's an incredibly good idea. Because, like, you know, they do this at the Haunted Mansion every year where they have an overlay for the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland mm-hmm. that's uh, Nightmare Before Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. They don't do that at the Orlando Park because the Orlando Park is mostly people traveling from other places to visit. Mm-hmm. Whereas Disneyland is mostly California locals who go to Disney on the weekends. Oh, okay. So doing these short things is, like, a really good way to get people mm-hmm. to come to the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had this whole plan. Disney put about $90 million into oh, Muppet-related attractions and theming. Jesus. They were, like, Michael Eisner was just, like, I fucking love the Muppets. My my son probably also loves the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, what is happening? I know. <laughs> He's also, just, like. Oh, my. I, I, again, I'm, <laughs> I keep stopping you. No, it's okay. Oh, hey, guys. Ninety million dollars. I know we said that flippantly. I need you to just like sit with that for like four seconds. It's like they can just like throw that out there and be like, "Yeah, we're just gonna put this is million dollars this is this. for our NBD. smaller theme park for an event mm-hmm. for one year. We'll just toss out ninety million. They still did shit that like what year is this? This is around 1989, ninety nine, ninety ish. Oh my god, they're doing so much right now. <laughs> I know that like. Disney had been in the absolute pits to the point where they were thinking about like selling off the theme parks. Uh, like you, they had, they had <laughs> no money. I I can't. I could you imagine like one of the parks is just like fucking like Warner Brothers World or some shit. Yeah, like that's the point that Disney was at before Michael Eisner came around. <laughs> like they did nothing was working. Um, I, just very complicated era of Disney. Jesus. <laughs> like, him and, him and Tom, the toy guy. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Like, just keep coming up in this. Um, so 
Uh, the only attraction that would stay at Disneyland after this big takeover would have been Muppet Vision 3D. Um, because uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln just would never come back, which is maybe <laughs> how it should have been. We'll get rid of great moments to- with Mr. Lincoln. And then they'll come back, right? <laughs> and then Michael Eisner just walks out of the room. It'll it'll come back, it'll right? It'll come back, right? It just keeps So unfortunately, Jim Henson unexpectedly passed away in May of 1990. Right. Um, this is in the middle of the the deal still had not been finalized at this point. Mm. Uh, so very suddenly, like uh, Jim's not around anymore. So it's like, well, how his children are in charge, and they're like, how do we proceed with this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney had been incorporating like Muppets into the park before the deal was finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jim Henson was involved the entire way. And um, there was also direct involvement from other high-profile Muppeteers, such as Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, so Disney kind of claimed that they had an implied license. <laughs> this is the exact wording from an L.A. news article from 1991. They had an implied license to use the characters. Um, but Jim Henson's family, predominantly his children, Lisa and Brian, sued Disney for illegal use of the characters. Ooh. So now there is a lawsuit afoot. Um, Ooh, is that still going on? And, no, no. Um, that no. was a stupid question. I'm sorry. No it's, worries. It's 2000. And for some reason, my mind was like, oh, wow. They just said it. They, Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney. Austin, shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I promise no I'm worries. a professional. I know how to do this. I know. We're both very professional people. We're both oh my God. <laughs> relaying the snoops. So, you know, it's complicated because, like, the Hens- the Hensons alleged that Disney was not only, like, trying to, like, misuse the characters, but they were also trying to disrupt the relationship. They claimed that Disney was trying to disrupt the relationship that the Jim Henson company had with the Children's Television Workshop, who controlled Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Um, with Disney fired back on that last one with um, a quote, we understood from the beginning how precious Sesame Street was to Jim. Mm-hmm. The thought of us threatening Children's Television Workshop, or anyone for that matter, is absurd. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole attitude Disney had during this time. And I can't say who was right. Um other Muppeteers, such as, like, Frank Oz, again, who's, like, the most high-profile Muppeteer, was siding with Disney on this one. He was like, Jim wanted this. And the Hensons didn't even want Muppet Vision 3D, which was one of Jim's last projects, to go forward. But Frank Oz was, um, he, he was adamant that, like, mm-hmm. people should be able to see the last thing that Jim did. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. eventually, um, Disney and the Hensons settle out of court. Mm-hmm. We don't really know how that resolved, but it mm-hmm. resolved in some fashion. Um, so Disney was allowed a license to have a Muppets live action stage show okay. and Muppet Vision 3D. So the pizza parlor, the additional ride, anything else for that back area was scrapped. So I don't know what it looks like at this moment, mm-hmm. but for a very long time, this back Muppet area was like weirdly empty. Because oh. they had intended to have other things there. Huh. Uh, and, like, you can kind of see... Yeah, you can kind of see that in other places. Like, around Disney where you're, like, there's this big, weird, empty building. Mm-hmm. And then you learn later that, like... Oh, so an example is Epcot is mm-hmm. a good example of this. There is this weird area at the back of the Japan Pavilion in Epcot that is currently used as a museum space. Mm-hmm. Which feels a little bit weird, at a theme park to have this circulating museum exhibit that's mm-hmm. been around for like almost 40 years at this point. Um, because that whole area 
was intended to be awry. Oh. But they built the show building wrong. <laughs> so. The help I accidentally built Disney's That person yeah. was eliminated. Fortunately, around the same time Tokyo Disneyland was opening, and they just sent the ride over there, yeah, and it's still open. Yeah, I don't open. know who was the head of that project, <laughs> but that person is, I promise, was eliminated. They were... Yeah. They they are not... They list, don't work. You don't want to look into it. Someone's like, oh, Google it? Don't Google it. I'm, they'll f- Mickey Mouse will fucking find you, bro. They got, yeah, they it, got that shit I, tagged. <laughs> Every time someone searches it, they come find you. They're like, what are you trying to learn? <laughs> there's there's no fucking way they got done and they looked at no. like they Mickey Mouse walked in. It's like, oh, oh, where's the ride supposed to go? And they're like, oh, you um, you uh, you know, you uh, the window <laughs> the window comes out the window comes out and we'll just put it in through there. And it just strangled. <laughs> oh well, I see what I'm gonna have to do here. <laughs> <laughs> takes off takes off his gloves no not the gloves mickey mickey he's got like claws under there and he's just like oh my theory is whatever's under their gloves is like unknowable and it breaks your brain when you see it yeah which is why only uh max be. which is why only max goose stoner friend was able to look at it because he is no longer cognizant <laughs> he looked and he was shocked but he's still okay but the fact that shocked yeah. him with the amount of illicit drugs he's on, it lets me know that it is, it is unknowable. <laughs> it's not meant to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, back there, there was Muppet Vision 3D, and they did have the live-action stage show called Here Come the Muppets that ran for about three years mm-hmm. or so. The weird thing about the stage show was that the characters, like, so they had, like, suit characters, also known as fur characters, but they had um, movable mouths. So that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Wait. Um. Yes. You want to say that? So you know how- You want to say that again? Yes. Okay. So you know how, like, uh, Mickey Mouse, like, if you see Mickey Mouse at Disney World, or if you watch like a stage show at Disney World, Mickey's mouth doesn't move. No. Okay. These Muppet costumes had mouths that moved. What if they didn't? It would have been better because it's very uncanny and weird. It's like you kind of have like this suspension of disbelief. Like you're like, as a kid, you're like, oh, Mickey's real. His mouth doesn't move and that doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's and then normal. you see he also the Muppets. Talk. Yeah, he doesn't talk. And then you also see the Muppets, but they're up there and their mouths are moving. And you're just like, oh, something's weird. And you're like, Kermit's about usually about the size of like a cat. Yeah, I'm still on and the now like, I don't know why they thought they would be like, let's have them. In furs, because like, I like Kermit is a certain size, right? Like it's yeah, not like, this, like whenever you see yeah. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse is with like other characters, so you're like, oh, they're just big. But when they're together, you can't, you know. But Goofy's still bigger, so it makes sense. Yes, but Kermit's but like with, Kermit, with people. <laughs> he's the size of a cat. So like now, when they have like the Muppets like appear, there was like a uh, temporarily there was a Muppet show at Epcot at the American Pavilion called like Muppets Great Moments in History or whatever, right. and they just it was just puppets through windows. It was just you know they mm-hmm. they were just Muppet puppets, yeah. and so that's normal. That's what the Muppets. Yeah, there you go. Are. They're that's it. just puppets, but this was like full body suits. A little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> When Kermit shows up at events and stuff, because Kermit's treated like a real person. Yes. Muppets are all treated like real people. So, like, when Kermit shows up, like, I think he was recently on The Masked Singer. Oh, you're <laughs> right. 
Yeah. And he comes out of the snail suit and it's just the Kermit puppet. Because <laughs> Kermit just is. That's just Kermit. And then you see, like, you're supposed to believe this costumed man is Kermit? No. It was Kermit not. the whole time. Newsflash, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kermit! Like, that's, that whole clip is so wild. Um, so, yes, the deal has fallen through. Disney has the license for Muppets. Muppet Vision kind of, like, continues working on. The space that was intended to be the rat pizzeria is now just a normal (laughs) rat pizzeria is now just a um, Italian restaurant called Mama Melrose. It's still open at um, MGM Studios to this day. Um, Jim Henson, the the weird thing, and I couldn't really figure out, like, if there were contracts in place that had to be honored or what, Mm -hmm. but the weird thing was that the Jim Henson Henson Company still collaborated with Disney after this all, like, after the lawsuit and after everything fell through. Um, Because A Muppet's Christmas Carol, while it was not produced by Disney, was distributed by Buena Vista Pictures. Mm -hmm. And so was, um, uh, what was it, Muppet's Treasure Island. Um, And then following that, the, in 1996, Muppet's Tonight, which was the follow-up to The Muppet Show, Mm -hmm aired on ABC and then subsequently the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. So they still had a relationship together mm-hmm. through all of mm-hmm. this. And I couldn't find the specifics about like, you know, maybe the settlement involved contracts. I know that with Muppet Treasure Island, Disney had a first look at being the distributor for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was all I could find out about this particular era of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2004, Disney would finally purchase the Muppets um, for an undisclosed amount. Previously, there had been a German undisclosed tel- amounts over here. I know Disney's keeping real hush hush about like what they got. Happens. They're real fine telling everyone what everyone else gets paid. Exactly, but like when it comes to like what they pay for things, they're like, mm, you don't need to know. But I do need to know because I run a podcast in which I say uh, large amounts of money. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is dig jokes and oh wow, people spend a lot of money on shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Disney purchased the Muppets. Previously, a German television company had purchased the entirety of the Jim Henson company for around, I think it was $600 million, but that feels pretty high, so I think that might have been written wrong. Anyway, they went out of business, and the Jim Henson company purchased them, like, the the Henson family purchased the Jim Henson Mm -hmm. company back from this German television company, Mm -hmm. and then turned around and sold specifically just the Muppets. To Disney in 2004. Oh, yeah, not like Dark... Yeah, because, I mean, they just made the yeah. Dark Crystal, like, sequel series and stuff. Yeah, so that's why, like, Dark Crystal and, like, the the Labyrinth comics that are coming out mm. and, like, all of these other things aren't... You know, that's why Dark Crystal isn't a Disney movie. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's just... They didn't purchase that. Yeah, so, like, that, to some extent... Yeah. That, that, that show wasn't doing it. It got canceled. Maybe they should have uh, thought about uh, giving that... Was, like, giving them a... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Just saying that uh, they spent a lot of money on that their show and they uh, didn't get a second season. Netflix wasn't feeling uh, it. Netflix, Netflix never. Netflix is like that. I don't trust Netflix. Like on no, the quality I mean, of the thing. No, I mean that's I mean more of like it probably would have had a better deal trying to make a Disney deal because Disney. Yeah. I don't know if people have noticed Disney refuses to admit failure. Exactly. Disney will greenlight something for a fifth season before they admit that it's not hitting. Whereas Netflix is like, mm, I don't know, we can either renew this, like, uh, critically acclaimed bird 
adult television show Tuca and Birdie, or we can give Big Mouth five more seasons. Netflix Mm. is like, huh, opening weekend of the show, and our servers didn't crash. People must hate it. Canceled. (laughs) Oh, we didn't advertise Tuca and Birdie on our front page the day it came out? Oh, people must hate it. (laughs) It's like, like, mine is everything sucks. Oh, Um, yeah. Which was super good. I I got done watching season one within the week of it coming out and found out it was canceled two days later. No. I was like, what? Like, I <sighs> I found it on accident looking for something else. And it had yeah. just come out. And maybe you oversaturate your service Netflix because when they release stuff on the first, they release everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, here is 100 new things to watch. Good luck finding it. Yeah. Good luck. And you got to pick something. You know, it's like with Tuka and Birdie, Lisa Hanawalt, the creator, um, like it came out and then a couple weeks passed and she was still doing like interviews mm-hmm. to like advertise the series mm-hmm. when she already knew it was canceled. That sucks. Yeah. Hearing her, she has a podcast called Baby Geniuses that she does with like another host. Oh, and yeah. she was hearing her talk about that happening, like when she could finally say stuff, mm-hmm. like when the announcement finally came out, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. that's cruel. Very, yeah. She, so she had to, like, she couldn't say that it was canceled yet. She had to be like, yeah, I really hope Netflix will give us another season Jesus. in, like, interviews, knowing that they wouldn't. Well, that's like the Infinity Train team. Yeah. When they got their season that they had already finished and were in limbo hell for, that they, mm-hmm. when it came out, they had to walk around, like, you know, so exciting and stuff. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's oh my! I know the way creators, especially the animation, get treated are is just like abysmal. But the way I mean, you talked about the start, right? The way that even showrunners for like live action stuff get treated by streaming services is just so poor. Yeah, it's it's awful. Um, all right, back to the Muppets. Um, there's like some criticisms about how like Disney's like handled the Muppets. Like recently, an interview with Frank Oz kind of came out about like how he'd been pushed out of being involved with the Muppets mm-hmm. there was like a pretty high profile situation in which the puppeteer Muppeteer excuse me <laughs> Muppeteer for um Kermit the Frog was pushed was fired essentially oh yeah um, I remember that and that like seems like it was like a whole messy situation like Brian mm-hmm. Henson was like I should have fired him before the Disney merger because I knew it would become a problem mm-hmm. like he said that Brian says that he was um I forgot a word <laughs> Brian said he was confrontational mm-hmm. um you know, and that there would have been a problem. We don't really know what happened. I also learned, and this is a fact I told you yesterday, Austin, is that he was also the um, the puppeteer for Rizzo the Rat, which is why Rizzo hasn't showed up right. in any Muppet media. He's been replaced by Pepe, the prawn, <laughs> who's not as good of a character. I think it's so interesting because the Muppets have their Muppeteers in a similar way to anyone, um, if you know Bunraku Theater, uh, mm-hmm. Bunraku is Japanese puppet theater. It's really fucking cool. It's, it is, it, look it up if you don't know it, if you're not driving, like after this, like Google Bunraku. Uh, but it seems similar <laughs> to that where like, oh, this person isn't here and they're like the person who does this Muppet. Like we're not gonna be able to have this Muppet around until we've trained someone else to do it. Yeah, because it's so much like ad lib and improv and like the, voices for the Muppets aren't dubbed in. It is literally someone yeah, like it's live. with their, yeah, it's like their arms, they've got a microphone, like they have this head, 
headband with this giant microphone coming down. And then they have their arm up with the Muppet and then their other hand is doing. And then they're also acting as they do this. Yeah. Um, it's wild. <laughs> like So like the, the Muppet, the character is inherently attached to the actor mm-hmm. that plays them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so I think the most gone. unsettling thing I've ever done or experienced. And it's not a Muppet. It's a Sesame Street character. It's Elmo. It's like yes. watching Elmo's puppeteer in like interviews with elmo is because mm-hmm. elmo's voice is like so distinct that your brain yeah. codes it is like that's elmo and to see it coming out of an adult human's mouth is like whoa <laughs> <laughs> it's just very jarring because these are we're supposed to treat these characters as people yeah. more so even than, like, more animated. so than like mickey mouse yeah exactly yeah, yeah, like, it's like when you see a Mickey Mouse voice actor do the Mickey Mouse voice, or like even like, I, I thought of Tommy Pickles and Angelica because mm-hmm. like those voice actors are very prolific and are in a lot of interviews and stuff, like doing the voice. Like it's like, oh yeah, like I don't. But the when you see like Muppet, like Muppeteers, like do the voice for like an interview or whatever, you're like, <laughs> stop, please, <laughs> yeah, please stop. Yeah, it's it, it just feels wrong because like these characters very like frequently interact with people in the real world so like you know like you'll have like a celebrity talk to a muppet like it's they're a person like just normal mm -hmm. i mean we have a whole fucking movie about that now yeah (laughs) (laughs) where where they're just like no muppets are like a type of person (laughs) yeah (laughs) they won an oscar (laughs) for singing about it Am I a man or a Muppet? I don't know. I'm a Muppet. I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> that, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like I need to watch that movie again. I've never seen it all the way through. I I remember liking it a lot. Like, I thought it was just very fun. So I need, and I never watched the Muppets Most Wanted ever, mostly because Tina Fey was in it and I wasn't That's feeling fair. it. <laughs> Yeah, so, but they're both on Disney Plus, so what's stopping me? Um, so, um, Disney would license out the term Muppet for Sesame Street's use, so Sesame Street could continue to, like, have Muppet characters without being a part of Disney, so mm-hmm. Sesame Street just kind of continues to act on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so Disney's kind of, like, struggled to utilize the Muppets as, like, one of their core IPs. Um, people feel like, they either interpret the characters incorrectly or they, like, just aren't paying attention to them. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Muppet Vision 3D hasn't been updated in 30 years. Um, they released the Muppet movie in 2011, which was very popular. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently they released Muppet Most Wanted a couple years later, which wasn't quite as popular. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, they had a sitcom called The Muppets mm-hmm. um, that ran for only one season. Mm-hmm. And I hear I haven't seen that sitcom. But I hear mixed things about it. Some people are like, yeah, it was, like, really brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was just different. Uh, so the vibe I get from it that was that, like, you know, the Muppets maybe weren't, like, the same characters they'd always mm-hmm. been. But also there's, like, a level of, like, we have to adapt and change for, like, current tastes mm-hmm. in order to stay relevant. It's all complicated. Right. But anyway, show got canceled. Um, as in, like, for the parks... In twenty in two thousand one, Muppet Vision three D was opened in the California park. It was open in Disney's California Adventure, but it was closed in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So there's no more Muppets in 
the California parks at all. Mm-hmm. For a hot second, there was talk about incorporating the Muppets into like a refurbishment mm-hmm. of the Superstar Limo attraction, but ultimately mm-hmm. that attraction was made into a Monsters Incorporated ride. Um, yeah, so. Fine. Well, at least we got rid of Muppet, or not Muppet, at least we got rid of Superstar Limo. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I'm sad I don't have Superstar- a rat bringing me pizza on a conveyor belt, because I don't know, I don't know if I want it, but I'd like to try. So here's the thing with that. In 2016, oh, 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 oh. in 2016, in the area that had previously been a Pizza Planet themed restaurant, um, so it's kind of in the Muppets courtyard. It's like at the edge of the Muppets courtyard. Um, in 2016, Pizza Rizzo opens. Unfortunately, rats don't bring you your pizza, but it is rat themed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the pizza's nothing special. It's just like shitty quick service Disney pizza, but <laughs> it's rat themed. So I mean, there you go. Yeah. So at least like there's one Muppet thing that kind of happened in the parks. Um, but unfortunately, there was, like, this big balloon that used to be, like, on top of Muppet Vision 3D mm-hmm. that you could see through the whole park. But that was removed from the top of the building because you could see it from Star Wars Land. And Disney's, like, really obsessed with sight lines. Yeah, they um, they want you to feel like you're not. They're, like, I mean, I think they, mm-hmm. they're, like, they, like, we call it Star Wars Land, right? But they specifically don't call it that anywhere, like, they do for other attractions. They, like, only call it by, yeah. like, the planet name or whatever. They're like, this is Batu, and I'm like, this is Star Wars. Yeah, man. they're like, <laughs> they are very, and I know yeah. like from cast members that have like gotten free because I hear the contract for it's also very stringent on like what you can say even when you're gone. <laughs> yeah, that uh, they are very like even when you tell your friends like where you work, you cannot say Star Wars land. Now, oh I doubt they call, like, when they're talking to their fucking grandma about how work was, they don't just say Star Wars Land so she knows what the fuck they're talking about. But they're very yeah, much they're like, like <laughs> it's not Star Wars Land, it's, it's fucking whatever, I forget, Batu, whatever it's fucking called. I think it's Batu, yeah. It's like, you don't call Toy Story Land Andy's Closet. Yeah, like. that'd be fucking weird. Yeah. Also, I, I don't, so, oddly enough, I have a thing about Toy Story I want to just get out really quick. Yeah, what's up with Toy Story? So this is this is just a stray thought. How pissed off do you think Andy was when he realized he could have sold Woody to go to college? Right when he's like, "God, Woody's worth a shit ton like, of money." People are like, "Oh, but he loved Woody." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." L- listen, I love my toys. Fuck, if I had still had like an original Megazord, uh, that bitch is gone. <laughs> like- like point My megazord me, is gone and i regret it yeah like uh, listen if i still had a megazord intact even if it's only like 50 percent nice i will find a collector and that bitch is out of my house and i am counting my money i don't care <laughs> who you are you are do, do not look me in the eye and lie to me like that if you need the money it's got spider-man comics are fucking out the window as soon as i can sell them for money <laughs> like <laughs> that i don't i don't think you understand the kind of money you can get for that stuff woody was going to go to a japanese toy museum to complete their collection they were he would get paid do you understand how much money museums drop to complete collections of things yeah and then like andy could still go to japan to see woody from time to time he could he could just be part of the fucking contractor i don't know he works into a contract like once a year i get to come to japan and i get to hold woody yeah like i don't i don't know i don't i think 
I think it's a little selfish that Woody didn't let Andy know. Because he doesn't yeah, know. Woody- Andy does is completely unaware of the events of Toy Story 2. Andy has no clue that Woody's worth a shit ton of money. And Jesse is also worth a shit right? ton of he money. Has Woody, and he th- has Woody, Jesse, and the horse? He is sitting on three houses. The only reason... I mean, I bet... Okay, I bet Stinky Pete was honestly the one worth the most money, though. Because no one Because, like... It. Yeah, because it's always the toy that no one's... You know, everyone's going to buy Woody. Right. But Stinky Pete's the one no one was going to buy, because who the fuck cares about yeah, Stinky Pete? Like, shit. who cares? The worst. So... <laughs> Everyone's going to want the horse. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to want Jesse. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to want Woody. Everyone's going to want the critter pack well, that comes with all the little animals. Well, I think the reason Woody would be worth money is because he's intact. Because, like, everyone wants Woody, yeah. but all those Woodies are destroyed. <laughs> he's intact. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's just something I thought about was just, like, or his mom. There's like, if Andy's mom caught whiff of that, like, go- Woody's gone overnight. <laughs> she's a sing- she is a single mom raising two kids. Yeah, she's she doesn't have time. Like, if she could just like pay off her mortgage by selling Woody to a Japanese toy museum, she would. Do yeah, she's it. not even she fucking. She's not even telling Andy about it until it's done. He's like, "Where's Woody?" Uh, I don't know. Like, she's uh, she's telling Andy about that shit when he's like 22. When after he like. <laughs> She's, he's like, where's Woody? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, okay. like, you know, by Toy Story 2, he's like slowly getting over toys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like, where's Woody? I don't know. Oh, okay. You know, Toy Story 3, it's not even like the toys are sad. He doesn't even think about it. Like, Woody has been gone. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I just think it's a little, so, they claim to love Andy, but it's bullshit. They just want what they want. Cause I would have, if I, I would have been like, brought a note back or some shit or like an ad about how much how beloved woody used to be and get this family paid mm-hmm. i'll break out of the museum later fuck them <laughs> like I, I feel like i break out of everything out, else yeah i feel like hanging out in the museum would be more fun than like having an uncertain future at andy's house right? like you know you just like hang around people look at you all day like maybe that might be a little invasive, or maybe you're into it. I don't know, Woody. But anyway, no, it's perfectly safe forever. And, nothing, yeah. nothing and bad then, will ever happen to you again. And then at night, you get to hang out with the rest of the things in the museum. It's like cool night at the museum. Exactly. There's no way those toys aren't to breaking out, out with- every every night. They have a system. They're like, all right, last human's gone. Let's fucking party. Exactly. They just have like a big old party and they're like, no kids ever going to wreck us. No one's ever going to hurt us. We're like all preserved. We get to like hang out every day. Like, hey, we're going to go know, down to they... fucking Akihabara. You want to come with us? <laughs> they're like, hey, everyone is so drunk right now. We get to hang out with the real people. Do you want to come, Woody? And Woody's just like, yeah, but I don't know Japanese. And they're like, you really don't have to. We speak the universal language of toys. <laughs> I'm talking to you in Japanese right now. Woody's like, oh, fuck, I didn't even know. And they're like, you're also speaking Japanese right now, Woody. And he's just like, oh. (laughs) We're speaking the language of friendship. Anyway, do you have any more Muppet shit? I just derailed our entire end of the show. It's okay. Here's Here's the current state of the Muppets. So... 2016, Pizza Rizzo opens. Cool, cool. It's like a a little pizza shop. It's kind of neat that they're thinking about incorporating more Muppets. But in the meantime, they take the balloon down. (laughs) They they take the balloon down. They paint. There's this big old mural of Kermit 
and Miss Piggy, they paint over that, so now it's just a fucking wall. Um, so the whole ride hasn't been touched in years. There was, like, briefly some conversation about, like, redoing it in some capacity or, like, adding some updates that never, nothing ever happened with that. Like I mentioned previously, in the queue for a while, Constantine made an appearance. But um, once they were done advertising for that movie, that was over and he was gone. It was back to normal. Um, the ride still runs on, like, very old technology. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to this part earlier. I forgot. I was like, I'm going to mention this. And then I just didn't mention it. But there is a character, there's a, an actor, a live actor, who has to put on a Sweetums costume. <laughs> Sweetums is like that very tall Muppet. Yeah, they have to put on a Sweetums costume and run across the stage with a flashlight at, at this point. This is a real live actor that does this every time the show plays. And because the show plays, regardless of anyone being in the theater, I'm going to just assume that he does this when no one's in the theater, <laughs> just in case someone's in there. Because if Sweetums doesn't show up, the whole show falls apart. That's so this poor actor oh my just God. runs across the stage. And for a while, I don't know if they still require this, but for a while, the person in the Sweetums costume had to go through Sweetums training. What does to that be even the most- fucking mean? <laughs> to be the most accurate Sweet. Okay, so the Sweetums costume is really weird because you have like, you have to make this big mouth move with one hand and then you have one hand that does hand things and then you also have to like use this mechanism to move the eyes at the same time it's very complicated all muppets are so complicated but anyway so they would have to go through training in order to like get the mannerisms and like the movement of this character and let me assure you you can't see him he crosses the stage with a flashlight when it's completely dark so you can't see him it's so much Anyway, I, sorry, I almost forgot to mention that. Um, so that still occurs. The, the whole thing still runs on, like, very outdated technology because, like, with shows that are, like, currently running, they don't run automatically every 20 minutes in order to save power, electricity, and time. So... <laughs> there's there's someone, somewhere right now, there's a Sweetums person running across the stage and pray, right now. And praying that someone's watching. <laughs> yeah, like... He doesn't know. He can't see. That, that costume has no vision. He just runs across the straight stage, shines a flashlight, moves the mouth when the audio plays, and then goes goes about his day. That's, that is, like, that's a, I would feel like I was in a level of hell. If I, like, came out, like, it, yeah. you take the costume off and you look out and you realize no one's there. I, I would feel like I am in the Twilight Zone. I am in hell. I've been doing this every 20 minutes, all day. No one's been here. I don't even know. If this is probably number one died, I've just been in this costume. Or is this like the sweetest gig at Disney? No, because like you don't have to interact no. with anyone. <laughs> no, you do the same thing all day for eight to ten hours, Brenda, want, and then I, you go home. I want you to buy a Sweetums costume. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. This is my Halloween it's costume now. In your I'm basement. gonna be sexy Sweetums. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so like I said, the the not okay. So the this area is very close to Star Wars Land, also known as Batu. It is it sits Muppet Vision 3D sits in between where Star Tours currently is and the rest of Star Wars Land. So here's where the danger part comes in because this attraction hasn't been updated in so long, and because like space is at a premium. 
Muppet Vision is very much so in danger if Disney ever decides that they want to create an addition to Star Wars Land in order to incorporate is, Star Tours just like, into the rest of it. Uh, it is. There's no way they aren't, right? Right. So it's like, the question is, would they move a 30-year-old attraction to a different location in the park? And, like, maybe, like, create... But the thing is, like, Muppets aren't really popular super popular outside of the United States. Um, at any of the other Disney parks, there was never even like a moment where they considered having this ride at any of the foreign Disney parks. So like Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Paris, none, no Muppets. They just don't really have the, it's just a very American thing. Mm -hmm. So with like all of the international guests that are going to Disney world, are you going to put emphasis into an attraction that like these people don't recognize and aren't going to seek out mm -hmm. Or are you going to put an emphasis on, like, say, like, Frozen Land or some right. shit? <laughs> like, you know. So, like, Toy Story Land, which is an MGM right now, was originally, uh, it was like the, the plans were lifted from Hong Kong mm -hmm. because it was originally in Hong mm -hmm. Kong because the Pixar characters are very popular in Asia. Mm -hmm. So, but Muppets, you know, it, it really isn't. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, is, I, uh, yeah, I got bad news for you, Brenna. I don't see a way they, like, if they... If they want to add more to the Star Wars stuff, which I can't, there's no way they aren't considering it, right? Because they just got mm -hmm. the resort up and going. Um, that's I'm sure popping off. I I I'm not gonna entertain the idea of looking into going there. I'm like, I'll wait six years for the heat to die down, and then I'll book a room. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's booked for the next however long the calendar is open. Uh, oh, it's so expensive too. Yeah, it's, it's like. <sighs> two thousand dollars a night so like that's popping off there's no way they aren't considering expanding the area they have all this new star wars mm -hmm. stuff coming out there's no way they aren't considering like adding on stuff as star wars progresses in media i yeah i, I don't see unless henson's family pulls some shenanigans to save it i don't see a way they keep it no that's they already the aren't it's updating like... it <laughs> Yeah, they're not updating it. It's, like, in the middle of nowhere. It feels like it, it's there to, it just, until they think of something else. Also considering that the one in California was closed in 2014 mm. and they just didn't move it to a new location. It's, like, it's not a priority. And, like, as the years go by and Disney kind of continues to not do much with the Muppets, yeah. their brand recognition gets, like, lower. I mean, I know Muppet Babies is out right now. But, like, what else? Muppet Haunted Mansion is coming out. Is that going to be good? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Rizzo the rat isn't in it, so I don't know. It's Gonzo and Peepee the prawn. Like, I don't like Pepe. I don't. His thing is that he's mean <laughs> and bougie. He's bougie and mean, and I don't like him. <laughs> he's not Rizzo the rat. He's he's a shrimp. I just want to fry him up and eat him, and never have to see him again. Anyway. That's Muppet Vision 3D. That's Muppet Vision 3D. How is... Do you have a new appreciation of Muppet Vision 3D? I didn't have a... Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't have a bad... It just isn't a feature film, okay? I think this thing as a feature film is giving Jim Henson way too much credit. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but, like, it's not a feature film. They can't be like, he had one way, Look, Muppet Vision 3D. Jim didn't make good movies, it's technically, okay? It's okay. It's... Technically aired in a theater oh every we, twenty minutes we go. Okay. all day. So it's all had right. oh my okay. goodness, Austin, it has had more circulation than any other Here we okay. Alright. 
I'd like to nominate me, Muppet Visions 3D for an Oscar for Best <laughs> Film because it was in a theater one time. You know what? The fucking like critical is gonna be in a theater. Brenda, is that a movie now? Is it a movie? Because they yes, decided to play it's a their, mo- it's their longer d- than a movie. <laughs> critical Role is like a hundred bajillion hours to see, and my headphones just died, so my audio is gonna get really fucked up for five seconds till I put my headphones in again. And uh, I don't know what it is for everyone else, but the chaos I just had of Brenda's mic dying as she switched her audio. Oh, oh and okay. the headphones didn't connect back to my phone, so now I gotta go into my settings, and I gotta go into Bluetooth, and then I gotta hit, my phone thinks my name is Lady for some reason, so I gotta oh be like, Lady's God. AirPods, and now everything's back to normal. Yeah, this was great. I love you so much. I love you so much. I miss this so much. Uh, I bet that's all we got, folks. <laughs> Muppet Mission 3D for best Oscar. Uh, Chris Pratt's Mario. <laughs> I can't wait for someone at the Oscars to have to say in the Oscar goes to Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> it's <laughs> he's gonna be like, it's a me, Chris Pratt. He's gonna do some fucking bit about like everyone hating him in the role too, and it's gonna be oh my god. I need to go. Nobody I, believed Christ. in me. But you know who did believe in me? Jesus, Jesus H. Christ yeah. believed oh in me. And he says that you should. <laughs> you know who? who... <laughs> I can't even goodbye. My stomach is rumbling so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, everyone have a good day. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps to show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.